You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey, yo. Welcome to another edition of Vegas, Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It's I, DJ Impact, and I got uh, Rob with me tonight. Of course, we record this on Sunday night, and tonight, literally just the past 10 minutes ago, the Kansas City Chiefs just won another Super Bowl. That's why I got the red on. Yeah, well, that could also have been for the 49ers, too. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, congratulations to them. I know my cousins and relatives, all who live in Kansas City, will be uh, throwing that in my face. Uh, but, um, you know. Trump is already very he's celebrating. He goes, I want to give a big shout out to my commander in chiefs. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, outside of that, it's funny. I'm actually, the TV's on low, so I'm just kind of watching the presentation now of everyone getting the. Hold the Lombardi trophy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, man, it was a lot of wrestling. Uh, First off, if you're watching us live, and there shouldn't be too many because people are probably still taking on what just happened at the Super Bowl. But if you are watching us, make sure you throw your comments in the chat box of YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch in the comics uh, comment uh, area. And we will uh, try to get it in as we see fit. We won't have a three count this week. Um, yeah, it's just going to be this show here. And, um, Rob, a lot has been happening in wrestling this past week. Hopefully we have one story to talk about. Really? I mean, hopefully you watch something of AEW cause I don't ever watch it, you know, but we can ignore it totally. I know they just had a show here in, uh, in Vegas. I, I'll be I, honest. I didn't get to watch that show. I didn't get to participate in that show. Uh, okay. man, I, t- I had tickets for me and I couldn't do it. Yeah. And, uh, there were people that. You know, I, I'm a Las Vegas comedian. I, I got two comics who are huge wrestling fans. Yeah. And we're like, wait, could you have gotten us in? I'm like, maybe, but I wasn't going to go. Yeah. That and for the fact that I've been sick all week. Um, But that's what I want to do. Go into the Silver Knights Arena with a bunch of <laughs> Hendertuckians coughing all over me and spreading Rona number 27. Yeah. No, I hear you. I will say just from looking at a few photos, though, it, they did have a, a little nice uh, crowd. It wasn't like packed out, but for the setup they had and for the um, amount of tickets they sold, it looked like it was a decent uh, turnout. We'll for leave them, it at so. this. We'll leave it at this when it comes to AEW. Growth. Growth. Yeah. We want, we want, they, they started up here, then they came down here. And now, Tony, keep your mouth shut, get the seats sold, you know? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh, smaller arenas is their is their deal. I mean, the dollar loan center should kind of be kind of where they should be looking at when they travel to different uh, cities across the country. Be those huge basketball arenas along. I'm a little annoyed that they made all in in Wembley only. 
I, I hope that changes with time. I don't want them to go to a smaller arena, but they need to have a big arena in the United States. But that's for another time, that discussion. Well, yeah. I mean, why a bigger arena when it can barely fill a small arena? No, 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 no. I'm saying they need to have a they need to have one big U.S. show. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. They, well, they, I mean, one big U.S. one. Listen, I, I, he's already connected to the NFL team, Jacksonville Jaguars. They could right? use that place. They could, but the problem is, is can you can you really say you could convince enough? people to do a WrestleMania style event at a football stadium. Uh, Cause we're talking, you saying big, huge show here in the U S I would like to see, it. I think the marker to show that they've crossed over into something bigger is if they can fill Madison square garden, the garden is the one, but that's again, that's like long off pipe dreams. There's a lot of things that have to happen for them to not go the way of TNA. Yeah. Um, and we're, and he's nowhere near at that point. They're still kind of trying to wrestle the phone away from him. He's got Donald Trump disease. Uh, you know, even the most staunch Trumpers know he's got to put that phone down. Tony, uh, you know, he's got to put the, you know, got to put the phone down. Yeah. Yeah. Just focus on the program. That's it. Uh, they're going to get Mercedes Monet. It looks like that's in the bag. And I don't know if they're going to be able to build a women's division around her and timeless Tony storm. Which also makes me wonder if you're going to get her and there is no NXT type brand for them, unless you want to count, uh, uh, unless you want to count uh, Ring of Honor. Um, if that's the case, does that mean that Deanna Parazzo's days are numbered? Is she dead out of the gate? Because it's an interesting angle. Uh, I like that they're going with the friendship angle that Tony Storm's out of her mind. They've got the matching tattoos. They keep going back to that. She, you know, she gave that pump kick to uh, Luther. I mean, she's really impressive. They got it out of the way at that first promo when she said, oh, people have been fat shaming you, body yeah. shaming you. Good. They got that out of the way early. Um, And I like that they're also doing a, they're doing a booking with, um, uh, with Johnny Impact or whatever you want to call him now, John Morrison, John, whatever the hell he is. And his wife. Yeah. You know, get that out of the way. The two of them together, maybe that might go somewhere. Uh, to have Taya Valkyrie and him go and do something. The only problem I have is they start a storyline and they drop it. But you've got that couple. And then you've got the coupling of Miro sitting in the background with CJ Perry. You could have a head-to-head -head with those in a mixed uh, mixed match. Something could, you know, be done there. There's 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 enough meat on the on the bone to make some interesting stories and they're leaving them languishing. I don't know why. I don't know if the wrestlers are are too injured, they're too old, they want too much money. I don't know what, what what's holding up a lot of these stories. Um, we saw on Dynamite the 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 kingdom, the undisputed kingdom. Yeah, that was good. Um, would I say that just because of uh, the strength of what happened this week at that press conference? that you know wwe were the winners mm, no i don't think there was anyone showed that 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 uh well look let's why don't, why don't, why don't we do this let's get this right into because that's the big topic is what was happening out here in vegas during the press conference 
And I would tell you, I don't, I don't know. I know you weren't on our show last week. If I don't know if you got a chance to listen to three count last week. I, I, of course, it was just me and Sin City, and um, I was. Where's our other? Where's our other guy with glasses? <laughs> uh, I think he he decided to take some uh, some time off as well. I think the guys, the fact that uh, you know, I I had such a busy uh, holiday weekend and coming into the new month of January, I had so much time off with so much. Everyone's like, oh, it's my turn now, you know, so <laughs> I think that's kind of what's happening. But um, I, I was uh, I, I was last week. I, I, I really went in on the idea. Listen, let me be real for start just to start off. I believed so many of us were swerved. OK, I know every wrestling fan like to pretend they knew all along that. This was going to be the, the 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 story plot and the game plan. Here we go. And the thing about it is, is that you don't know if the minute you begin to pretend like you know every direction WWE going, then I question why do you watch the product in the first place? Because it can't be entertaining. You why watch something you know everything about? This is what I'll say about that. When I I I forgot about that. I forgot about that they were doing this press conference on Thursday. And on Thursday night, I'm watching Dynamite that I had pre-recorded, and then I remembered. Oh, wait a minute! The hell happened? Oh yeah! I so I turn on Peacock, I fire it up, and I'm and I'm just fast forwarding. No Bailey, that would have been a story there, but I guess they they resolved that on SmackDown, pretty pretty handily. Fine. Let's get to the point. You you, you got Seth Rollins there dressed up again like an idiot looking. As I've said on other uh, programs all across, the reviews on that were he looks out of place. He's sitting there in a green tuxedo with, with his wife's house slippers and bows on. He looks bizarre. We've gotten beyond the point now where he's trying to get attention. He doesn't need to do this anymore. I would rather have seen him in ring attire almost than coming out like that. And he's just standing there awkwardly. You got The Rock coming out looking like Conan from, you know, WCW days dressed up like a freaking cholo with the with the black freaking tank top and yeah. the black pants and the belt. Let me just say this right now. 20 years have passed. Dwayne Johnson, and I think we could safely say that without blowing up someone's spot. It's he's crossed over. He's on the board of directors of TKO. He doesn't need to be the rock anymore. He's done 20 years of movies, good movies. He does not need to go back into that character. You know, they're not right. calling him Magnus anymore. They're calling him Nick Aldis. Even when he came back to TNA for that brief stint, he wasn't, you know, Magnus. He was Nick Aldis. So what are we getting now? We're getting a guy who used to be The Rock, who is beyond, you know, th this is no longer a work for him. And he's just going, hey, look, I want this. And that's my only problem with this was I still want to be entertained like you're telling me. And I feel like they're just kind of exhausted. They're like, you know, and I'm just going through the motions. Triple H has got his hands in his pockets. He doesn't care. You know, The Rock came out there and then he went from, oh, I'm going to break up the you know, the bloodline as we know it and head it to uh, we're just having an in-family match now. Here's my Here's my PowerPoint of my family tree. Do I really give a shit about your PowerPoint presentation? That seems like something Triple H would do. It seems like a very Paul Levesque esque design where we're doing a very corporate 
presentation as so, to why he deserves this. I'm confused. So what are you, what are you saying with all this? Are what I'm saying with this is, it, I, I, if if you got The Rock out there and The Rock is cutting his classic promos and he's beating down Cody, The Rock can talk rings around Cody Rhodes. Right. The Rock was offended by Cody saying your grandparents would be ashamed of you. Ashamed of what? The Rock is the number one box office selling guy. Roman Reigns is the number one champion for three years running. Plus, what is the what do they have to be ashamed of? It was the weakest retort that Cody could have ever given, and they got that pissed off about it. And they knew damn well. Well, 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 well listen. Now I, it listen. was it was a weak mic work First from Cody. Off, for, well, okay, the bottom line is you have uh you have Roman Reigns come out and say it Cody is taking you too long to choose who you want. I'm going to choose for you, and I choose the rock. Fine. Okay? No problem with that. Okay. I'm happy he was good. Now he Cody was solid. Now, right. He's now been Cody, solid lately. Cody eventually comes out after the rock goes through this whole reason as to why he should have had a little laser pointer. <laughs> and listen man i mean understanding what the rules are when you win rumble you choose the champion you know and you now going to try to go against that yeah maybe you know the way you're acting right now is not the way you should be and maybe your and your father grandfather whoever will be upset at the decision that you're that you're making here because you know that this isn't right. No, this, no. I, the, I get. I, I'm from. As, let me put it this way: that press conference, especially after the slap, yes, put me back to a time where I got excited when Mike Tyson and Vince was in the ring, and Stone Cold comes out, who was uninvited, right. That's where I was as a fan. I didn't see. Let me explain something. And this is the reason why I love pro wrestling. You know, in our chats and 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 everyone else who's in chats, uh, all feel like they got this inside information. You're just reading all of these people dirt sheets, and everyone feels they got the answers, and and everyone just wants to know everything before it happens. I stay away from most of them, to be honest with you. Well, it, it uh, ruins the experience for you. It does. It, it does. Breaks the mysticism and, of it all. It does. And so part of the reason why I was sold in the entire gimmick for uh, is because I had no idea. And again, I go back to say, I don't think many fans knew. It's funny now to hear people going, oh, well, I'm sure they really wanted uh, Rock and Roman, but now they, they made WWE change. And I, I don't believe that at all. I believe this has been the way I'm, that it has been. I'm going to call this. Time. I'm going to call the next two months, okay? Real simple. First of all, as far as that that promo, my only dislike of it was from being a fan of The Rock for so many years to know how good he is as an actor and as a comedian. His many SNL stints were funny as hell. I felt that he was the weaker. Now, that could have been by design to make Roman look that much better on the mic because Roman's been on fire lately on the mic. Sure. When he was talking about Seth, you know, Seth, uh, you know, Rollins being hobbled and limping around the ring. What kind of champion is that? Funny as hell. 
It, it, it it's really a baton pass. Roman is finally picking it up. Great. Good. Like it. Rock felt weak to me. The oh, they would be ashamed of you. Cody's, to be perfectly honest, weak on the mic. Seth, at a certain point, didn't really need to be there. Once it was said, I don't want you, they should have had him just step back a few paces to have him jump in there and try to get involved with The Rock, whatever, fine. Afterwards, The Rock saying, oh, you better fix this, H. Cool, I like that. I like that angle. I like the angle of The Rock being this Karen character now, this jaded, that the whole that their family are these Karens, they're, it's owed to them. They're entitled. I love it. Here's what's going to happen. Obviously, you had the the obvious choice is to have the elimination chamber for the men. What else were they going to use it for? And have that be the deciding factor as to who gets to face Seth Rollins. Whomever, whomever Seth Rollins goes against is going to beat him. He's too injured. Right. He's he, he's too injured. They'll have to they'll have to push it up. You'll have um, you'll have Damian Priest, in, you know, use his money in the bank on Seth Rollins or whomever beats Seth Rollins. That's in the bag. We don't know as a whole who is it, you know, who's going to be that person he faces at WrestleMania, but that's in the bag. What's going to happen now is an elimination chamber. The Rock is going to wrestle Cody, and whomever wins gets the title shot. That's what it's going to be. He's going to complain and complain and complain. Triple H is going to have to come up with a, a decision. He's going to decide that Cody is going to have to beat The Rock if he wants to keep his spot. There will be a million run-ins on Cody. They will make him go through hell to get to WrestleMania. Well, listen, whatever that, and even if that's the game plan, the bottom line is that this is kind of where this has been going from the beginning. Sure. And it's, just, and it's funny to feel that that fans, instead of them accepting the fact that they really just been they, they swerved on, were they, they swerved? Was this a work all along? Was this whole thing with with The Rock a massive work? In other words, to get to get the WWE universe and to get all of wrestling so angry. Yeah. I listened to Busted Open on the car rides to work every morning. Dave Lagreca was having a stroke, and the funny thing is, all of the wrestlers on his show. Who he has his commentators, Mickey James. You have uh you have uh the hardcore legend, um uh, uh Tommy, uh, Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer, you have Bully Ray, and they're all like trying to console him. Even Thunder Rose are like, Well, she goes, David, well, David, you know, these things happen, and you know, you're not a wrestler, so you don't understand. This isn't a big deal. You guys are just whining. That was the one line that I thought was very low creativity from the rock cody crybaby cody crybabies and it's over with people but i was like you know what eh. anyways that aside it if that was a work brilliant on their part to make right. the entire universe that angry the point where they're giving the rock's daughter death threats fucked up she's not on the program right. she's on nxt she's not established herself yet she has nothing to do with this you know, yeah. uh, look, as angry as I could be as a fan, if you want to call me a mark, if you want to say I'm not savvy enough as a as a follower of wrestling or anybody else is getting upset about this. You know what? That's on the WWE for pushing this character down our throats for two and a half years, almost since Cody's been with the company again on this new run and building him up to be their face. Thirty nine. They take it away from him. Fine. He needs more seasoning. Forty. 
Oh, and you're going to just not even let him get to the, uh, you know, the grandest stage of them all. You're not going to let him get there. That's what pissed people off, you know. But well, sure, right. I, again, it makes it makes for a great story. It does. And, now. And my whole point is, is that I believe now that I've seen it come out, that this has been something that has been planned for a minute. I don't believe that this was ever going to be. Listen, the people have been wanting Rock and Roman sure. for a while now. But why give that? Why give that at the time where they've been pumping up Cody? And that's where I think a lot of us got we got they they swerved us because at, at some point it made it almost seem like that that was exactly what was going to be. But apparently it was in their cards to know. Listen, you want to have your fans. You want to be the ones that is, uh, you know, you want to be the puppeteer. You want to have us acting a certain way and, and, and believing a certain thing. Uh, that's again, what makes wrestling so exciting. And they did exactly that. They All did right. it. They did what they need. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Okay. CM Punk is not injured. What happens? What, what, what is elimination chamber? Is it just a women's elimination chamber or do they throw him in the elimination chamber anyway and make him work for it? CM Punk. Yeah. He doesn't get injured. No tricep injury. And he was, and it, it was assumed to this point up until WrestleMania. It would be and no CM matter what, Punk and Seth Rollins. Correct. Yeah. They were building it up. They sure. were saying Seth Rollins was, was, was talking shit about him when he came back. Right. I'm with that. They, they, they built up enough hatred there. They could have said without saying any other promotions, they hated each other going up through the Indies, Ring of Honor. Maybe show, you know, get a permission to do a, a picture of the two of them as younger stars. Whatever. They were certainly building it up. I am not a big fan of Fragile Phil. He annoys the living shit out of me. Uh, he's well, a, he's a you're, you're an AEW fan, so now AEW fans think shitty of him, and, well, and quite frankly, happy about what's really what has happened. Uh, well, I know. was there when he. I was at that match. I was at that show at T-Mobile when he won, and then what happens? He fucking breaks his foot doing a routine, you know, baseball slide or some shit through the ring ropes. I mean, he's he's fragile now. He's, yeah. for, he, I don't think he has ring rust. I think his body is too brittle. Yeah. Now, that aside, his mic skills are incredible. He could be a commentator, and that's his future. He should be a commentator. Well, listen, so now that he, he is injured and Seth has to happen, I, I believe the way we should go now, especially if, if it's in the cards for uh, Cody to win, uh, I think it'd be great now that uh, we know we already know Seth's situation, and and if Cody is our face, we need to have a heel to go ahead and take that. We've been building up uh, Drew McIntyre. I've been loving the work that he's been doing, and I think this would maybe be the time for for Drew to be the one to win this elimination chamber and go on to fight uh, uh, Seth. Now, are they going to go that way? I doubt it. But the storyline with Drew has been uh, has been. Um, it's been awesome. And quite frankly, why not give him his moment in front of 60 to 70? I would almost say, I would almost say this because again, I, I, I want to, you know, big point is you've always got, always got Damian priest in the background. Sure. So, and Damian priest could easily cash in on Cody. He could cash in on a very weakened Cody. And that could be, <laughs> that would, I, I, and I would not mind that if mm -hmm. he tried that. But what I will say is this, Randy Orton 
beating Seth Rollins and could easily call back to when Seth Rollins curb stomped him when they were together uh, all under Triple H's uh, wing, you know, seven seasons ago. That is a possibility. They could go that route. They could easily do that. Um, Drew McIntyre winning that belt. I love the T-shirt. I love the fact that he was basically making fun of all of the Cody fans. His mic skills have also improved. Oh, you've got to win. This is your story, mate. Oh, I was loving when he was making fun of everyone. I was, he was one of the top heels right now in, in Raw as far as I'm Oh, concerned. yeah. I mean, he is he is he's doing everything right. He is firing at all cylinders. And um if if there was ever a moment now, based on the fact that CM Punk can't get the bell, based on Seth cannot maintain the title, uh yeah, Drew would with me would be the guy. And like I say, I, I doubt they go that way. They probably will have someone else uh take it. But I, I'm right is, now, uh, is me. what's his name in there? Um um uh uh Imperium. Oh Gunther. Gunther. I think Gunther would, would be silly, but he's a possibility because he's really over, although I can't see him not just well, defending yeah, his I mean, belt. Yeah, he's not right now, and he's got a match coming up against Jay, which uh, I guess Jay's going to probably take an L on that. Of course, but um, but yeah, so I don't think so. Gunther's not a part of this um, this elimination chamber. So there's I mean, only three I, people I want to 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 possibly win this. Obviously, uh, L.A. Knight, because he could just take it and be super duper entertaining and super over with all the fans. Um, Randy Orton. You could easily uh, choose him, although I don't know how long, how much, you know, gasoline you can get out of that. And then, of course, Drew McIntyre, who will do the most with it. But my fear is with Drew McIntyre is with Drew McIntyre, once he wins, what's 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 there for him to do? It's the chase. It's the journey. Same as you could say for Cody, but when Cody wins, Cody comes out there, cuts an amazing promo, smiles with the perfect white pearly teeth. Um, goes to every city. It's like the president landing. Drew McIntyre wins. I don't think there's a lot of steam post him winning. I would like to see him get screwed over by Damian Priest, if anything. Either vis-a-vis a, a triple threat match. I, you know what? I'm okay with Damian. I think Damian's another one that's well-deserved to be a title holder. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Um, and then you could have a feud between Drew, Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest. But the, Easily. Yeah. But if Damien was to cash in during Mania, I mean, Seth would have to sell the idea that he is really also putting putting a beat down on Drew, despite the fact, you know, Drew maybe somehow wins it or, or not. The beat down has to be, it has to be the same. And I don't know if Seth would be able to sell that if if he if he's not near 100%. Here's how you Drew do is. it. You do, you do to Seth what Seth did to Roman Reigns all those years ago in his match against Brock Lesnar. You just have him enter midway and have a triple threat. You do it as a triple threat. Now that gives Seth time to rest in the ring. That gives so him why time. Would, why would Damian be in this triple threat if he he could cash in whenever he wants? He wouldn't. Well, well but you could have threat. said that about Seth because Seth didn't wait until somebody won the match. Seth came in mid-match against Rock and, and Lesnar. Roman and Lesnar. I uh, yes, yeah, you're right. Roman and Lesnar. I meant to say. And, are, yeah. and are you talking about back in Mania? Uh, what thirty one that was when he came yeah. out and cashed in? Yeah. 
He didn't do it at the end. He could have waited until somebody's hand was raised. And I then... don't remember that being a triple threat. I thought that was after. Uh, no, someone, he came uh... in. I remember that he cashed in mid match. It was about, I'd say, 10 minutes after he said suplex city, bitch. It was a little bit later down on the match, and maybe I'm I I I doubt I'm mistaken on that one. He came through, and it became a triple threat match. You can you can fact check me on it. Yeah, well, listen. But if he does it that way, that gives Seth the opportunity to rest and not have to take as many bumps, and then you allow Damian Priest to shine. Get a get his South of Heaven in. Yeah, and that's it. And well, then, you know, what would be even more entertaining is you have Drew McIntyre ejected out of the ring, you know, not thrown out of the match, but, you know, thrown from the ring and have to watch from the apron as Seth Rollins uh, gets defeated with the South of Heaven. Yeah. Or you have, you know, if you do it in a triple threat style, well, there wouldn't be. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have to be on Seth Rollins. So, yeah, he gets South of Heaven. Uh, you know, McIntyre gets screwed. Now that that story could go on all the way up until SummerSlam. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see, man. Um, you know, uh, a lot's going on, and it is the road to WrestleMania. I'm excited to see where we're headed. And you're going to be there. I'm going to be there, especially this night, too, though. And that's why it's important to know that uh, uh, the match that I wanted to see, which is uh, Roman and Cody, uh, that I want to make sure that is a night two event. Well, of kidding. course it will be because, they're, they're, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, there, yeah. there's no way they're gonna. They'll do the world heavyweight belt night one, obviously. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad to see where they're going uh, with everything. A couple other things. Did you actually watch uh, SmackDown or, or Raw this I week? I did watch SmackDown. Um, okay, they were very strategic about not immediately jumping into a response from the Bloodline. Um, right. Because they have to, and, and here's and here's what makes me believe that it's a last minute hail mary play. They had to play an audible. Um, I would like to think that this was all the work to get us all pissed off, but then I'm reminded, wait a minute, they're they're taking their time to stretch this out and write the story on the go now. Um, now that I you know I think back at it, it's not a work because they're the fact that Paul Heyman Paul Heyman's holding that thing together. Paul Heyman's the glue of this whole thing. Oh, of course, that, and, and he goes. Right. Next week, you're going to hear from my tribal chief, Roman Reigns, off camera, and The Rock. I he is, he is their MVP. Oh yeah, he really is their MVP. I don't think anyone believes he is underrated. I I I want to say this week though, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about the firing of TNA's Scott Demore. Yeah, that was actually pretty shocking as well. I kind of read up on that. And um, the promos he cut when we were there two weeks ago. Right. At the Palms with him being the bloodline. Pun intended. The heartbeat of that company. I am emotionally invested when he comes out and cuts a promo. He never picks a side. He always goes the face route. Yeah. I understand there was some confusion about who was going to get ownership of the company. He tried a last-minute bid to buy the company. He bled TNA. Um, he was well, made... it's going to be important to see where they go because, from my understanding, the, the guy who they have in charge has... Is it a woman, I thought? Uh, I thought it was a guy, but it could be a woman. I don't. The person, I'll say, that's in yeah, charge. I, 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 yeah, I could be mistaken. Hey, I, I... Uh, 
don't, from what I'm reading, have no experience in pro wrestling. They have experience in, in TV and some other pro The reasoning that, behind them getting rid of him was kind of vague. I read the well, article. Well, they made it seem like, well, you know, he's he's president, he, he's president within his organization, but then the new anthem, whatever takeover hat, their president doesn't make sense to have two, so we need to narrow it down to one. And of course, you're going to take on the person who, you know, not associated with the corporate. But the problem with that whole president. thing is, is that he has the wrestling experience. How do you remove somebody? Let's that's like, for example, you you know, uh, TKO now. Uh, takes over WWE, and now from this point, you know what? Uh, we don't really need a chief content uh, officer. Uh, so no more uh, Triple H is now going to be this person name. I don't know, Joe, whatever. And, you know, because Joe has done some programming with TKO in the past with some other sports that maybe don't matter, you know what? He can fit that role. See, that doesn't make any sense, right? I, I so this, I you know, as a guy who works in retail, and and, and you do as well, uh, we do not, you know, ruining any mysticism. We have day jobs, right? Uh, any retail company has in a, in a small local store, a manager an assistant manager. And in many cases, somebody who runs the day-to-day -day operations, the shipping, the tagging, the merchandising. Mm -hmm. And on a lot of these companies, they get rid of that person. And now you expect other people to carry that load. Right. So yes, you'll have a new president from anthem but they are not going to have the wherewithal to know whom to pick amongst the remaining uh you know board member or members and officials and managers to be able to manage that company on the day-to-day -day. like you're it's saying at all the programming as well in terms of putting together the cards and, and understanding the question is going to be where is he going to go if assuming he doesn't have this experience who is he now going to put into charge of now taking? I care? pick him up. I pick him up. I put him in charge. If I'm, I'm Tony Khan, I take him and I make him the face of Ring of Honor. It's perfect. He he's already worked with half of that roster. He would be a great on-air personality, and it gives you a chance to have separation of those brands. Well, I the, really, the only reason why you would do that is if, if you give. Scott Demore full control. Sure. If, if Scott, I mean, if Tony decides that he still wants to have a hand in it, then uh, I don't see how that's going to work. Or and other, and that's kind of how wild TNA, a T, uh, not sorry, when NXT always worked, right? Because Vince McMahon, from my understanding, didn't know what the hell was going on with NXT during that time. It was all ran and controlled by Triple H, uh, by uh, Shawn Michaels, Michaels uh, you know, uh, William uh, Regal. But we also noticed it, a lot of us used to say back in the day that wow NXT was putting on even better programming than the main Raw or SmackDown at some point. It was just that exciting that black and gold. The last time I watched NXT and I really enjoyed it, they had a and and I and this is a match I'd never seen before. I have not been exposed to this type of match. It was a Matt Riddle match, and they were fighting on top of the cage, and then it was kind of submerged a bit. It was a, a, a different type of a cage match. I'd never seen anything like it. And yeah, went, I, oh, I, think I remember seeing that. Yeah. And then it was also the first time I had been exposed to Keith Lee. So I was starting right. to come around to the programming. I was like, okay. And then they made it family double dare bullshit NXT 2.0. Right. And, and that's what happens when you get somebody else involved. Now, the, the only difference is, is that Vince is not an outsider. At least he knows something about 
pro wrestling, even though he didn't know who these guys over at NXT was. But jumping back over into the Scott Demore situation, if you're going to at least give him, if going by what you're saying, control over Ring of Honor or whatever the case, let it be fully controlled by him. And TK completely stands away from it. You know, you still fund it. It's still under you. But you leave that alone and let Scott run it. And then maybe you will actually have a different look, a different. Um, uh, I, uh, what I want to see from Ring of Honor is a complete separation. I want Ring of Honor to be what it is. I want it to be the NXT. But I want you to understand that to get to AEW from Ring of Honor is a privilege. It is not just expected that when they have to fill a, a segment, they're just going to pull somebody from Ring of Honor. Not pull them up, but just make a lateral move. Ring of Honor should not be a lateral move. It should be an, uh, an up that you're going from Ring of Honor up to AEW. I believe that AEW, for instance, in the sake of a Deanna Parazzo, you are getting upgraded to a really big program. Is it the is it the grandeur of the WWE? No, I would never ever in a million years have said that. But you are going from if you're going from TNA Impact to AEW from a room of a two thousand people to rooms of ten thousand people potentially mm -hmm. or seven, you're you're making an upgrade. You're you're elevating your status as a wrestler. You're elevating how many homes are going to be seeing you. How many people are going to be exposed to you? Mm -hmm. um, but Ring of Honor, you've got a lot of people there that are in developmental, so to speak. They're still trying to figure themselves out. I mean, Athena has been thriving or languishing over there. That's a matter of opinion. But that's where she is. She's not coming to AEW. They tried it. They couldn't figure it out. So now if you're going to have a trios title, well, then why is it being defended on AEW Dynamite Collision or, or Rampage? If if you were too big for those belts, mm -hmm. why even have a trios belt on a program that effectively is only running what two hours on a on a website? It's a streaming program that no one really sees. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where how all that goes. You know, I just to kind of sum up, it, it, I tell you this: it's uh, too bad that uh, Scott Demore wasn't let go uh, before uh, Ava was became sort of the the. Uh, leader over at uh nxt because you know that could have been his role <laughs> well wait a minute um so is is who is effectively the face of nxt is it Shawn michaels uh behind the scenes yeah but we, we'll, we'll see but they always have a face because i know Re william regal went back to nxt so is he the one calling the shots is he the general manager uh that's that's what i believe but I'm not sure because I don't because watch you could have Scott Demore show up there. I think he would be great there. It, look, I will say this right now. You might catch my interest. There's two things that would catch my interest. One, fix the set. I hate the rainbow shit. I hate it. Never going to like it. Never getting behind it. Two, you got to get somebody managing the show that I would be interested in. That I could go, okay. I'm interested in watching this guy. He's entertaining as a manager. Nick Aldis is not so much as entertaining as he's just very smug. The uh, He's really well-dressed. You know, he's gigantic. I like, I like Nick Aldis. I, like I, think, I think having Nick over there, uh, you, have a, you have a Nick that came from an or, a different organization. 
and then, of course, we have Adam that's from WWE, but he runs a certain organization. And if you had Scott Demore, that would, from an, again, uh, technically another organization, that would really look great. Just, uh, you know. With Adam and Nick, there's a yin and yang. They're the other guy seems very kind of roll up your sleeves, kind of, I can't think of the word, just plainer, simpler, folksy. Whereas, uh, you know, Nick Aldis, he just looks like a right British bastard. He's in modern-day William Regal. He looks very shrewd. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think they need to balance, because it seems like too many people go to SmackDown. They need to bring a knock-out-of-the-park person to Raw. And by the way, by the way, what did I say? Maybe she needs some more training, you know, in Jacksonville. But Jade Cargill doesn't look like she's going to NXT. I fucking That's told fine. you so. That's fine. I, I knew it. <laughs> my bald counterpart can eat it <laughs> she was too fucking over too fucking good now i and i said this to him and he and he blambasted me yeah when they had the women's uh royal rumble she she did the spill into the into the turnbuckle into the post she got a concussion she got a stinger off that yeah and she was grabbing her head non-stop i was aware of it i was not going to gl- ignore it she got hurt and she and she tried to cut her. She she did a few spots. She she tried tried to toss people around. She had the spot with Bianca Belair, but then she went back into the corner. And you saw Naomi coaching her, which big ups to Naomi for coaching her and trying to get her through that spot. They're probably saying, "Look, we we can't put you in NXT. We built you up too much now, but we got to make sure that you're safe in the ring." So that's why they probably did that 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 spot where Nia Jax went after Rhea Ripley when really by all rights, she should have inter intercepted Nia Jax going after Rhea Ripley because she didn't get thrown out of the ring by Rhea Ripley. She got thrown out of the ring by Jade Cargill. So when they did that, that following raw, I was like, Whoa, where's Cargill? There's only one person you can have in this. Why is she so fine? She'll come out. And I would imagine, unfortunately that she'll end up on SmackDown as a foil for Bianca Belair. Uh, what do you mean a foil? Uh, Bianca Belair is the baddest, the strongest, the this, the that. She's a strong, athletic. You're saying to set up a match between those two? Yep. I don't think yep. they're going for that that quick, man. That's going to be something that's going to that's going to happen later down down the line. They will. They will. They won't do it. In, they won't do it in elimination chamber. They will wait till after elimination chamber. She'll uh, she'll cut a promo, and then Jade Cargo will come out and go, "I'm that bitch." It's it's easy that that was Jane has came out as 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 showing that she's going to be a hill in any way. You know, she's been very she's been very much a kind of a face, but we don't know. The other option is she just goes after Nia Jax and just beats the crap out of Nia Jax. In other words, the bully who bullies the bully. That would be satisfying to watch. Interesting. Well, look, one last thing I'll mention, man, and uh, and we'll be uh, getting ready to, to 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 sum it all up here. Um, I was ready for Bailey to now get this championship from EO, but now if you watch this, this SmackDown, seeing Dakota Kai come back and, and oh, see- that chair spot, that, that whole segment with the chair and it looked like she was going to clock Bailey in the back of the head. I'm not too sure that at the, at the match, the main match that she's not going to 
cause Bailey to lose that. I right now it looks like they, you know, she might want to be teaming up, but I don't know where they're going with that. I'm hoping Bailey, listen, you know, Mania can't be everybody we want to win, win. Because that was the case. All faces will be winning. We will love that. And 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 the only reason why we want Bailey to win is because well, like she was getting the praise on SmackDown, she deserves it. She's been in this business a while. She put in that work. She's believable and she deserves to have it. And I would love for her to have that. I'm now putting Dakota Kai watching that segment. Uh, I'm almost thinking that uh, Dakota might end up showing her truce to be with the Kabuki Warriors and calls. I'm hoping that's not. This is just early on prediction. Easy. But I will agree with you. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. The Kabuki Warriors do not have a single one of them. Yeah, Jim. The Kabuki Warriors do not have a single one of those three who have strong English skills. And because of that, they can only cut promos and take their promos so far. You're not going to do another caption thing like you did with Shinsuke Nakamura. It's been done already. Right. And unfortunately, and I and I don't like the way they portray the 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 female Japanese wrestlers because they're always screaming like rabid animals foaming at the mouth. They did it for a while and it was funny. I think they've they've leaned on that too much. They make them look like aliens. And I almost find it to be kind of like I, I, I it's teetering on a little racist, a little odd to just constantly make them like aliens who are they're all small women kind of cowering away. And that you see this in general in pro wrestling or the way the WWE is with those three women, the way they because when when she came out, Asuka, it was nobody's ready for Asuka. But she came out. She wrestled well. She was an excellent technical wrestler. Every one of these Japanese people at one point are given the mist. I'm, I'm getting tired of that, too. I, it, we're beyond paying. Tajiri did it. Great. Wonderful. Okay. Does that mean every Japanese wrestler who comes to WWE has to have a blood capsule in their mouth to spray somebody in the face? These people are amazing athletes. They have amazing technical prowess. They're not even wrestling at a quarter of their abilities right now. Shinsuke's not wrestling as well as he did in WWE when he first got here. Neither is Asuka. Kairi Sane, probably not. Eosky, probably not. And now you have them just kind of being very demurish, very vindictive. They just kind of strike like a cobra and disappear. They don't get into it. When Asuka was doing that undefeated streak, when she had that streak going, she was wrestling. She was grappling. She's not doing that anymore. She's now a gimmick of herself. And I find it insulting. Unless they're saying, hey, look, Asuka's pushing is 40, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe she can't. She doesn't want to put that much strain on her body. But the other two seem younger. So she could easily put them over and be the kind of the leader of that group in the physical ring. I find it odd that they're doing this. So if you're going to go that route and they're not going to speak so much, it just makes horrible sound effects and laugh at that, you know, kind of cackle, then you need a mouthpiece for them. Hence Dakota. Yeah. And that's what my, that's what I I am afraid of, but it just sucks because when is Bailey ever going to have another WrestleMania moment like this you know what i mean this is pretty big for her and so not to say that she won't maybe become the, the woman's champion at some point but would it be at this particular magnitude so it's going to it's not going to happen now in yeah. my brain in my mind 
you always had three big events and one only existed for WrestleMania, which is Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is the most enjoyable one for me, but its purpose is to build you for WrestleMania. Everything else is separated from one another. Survivor Series, whatever. That's we got to figure out which way the, the the shows are going. Let's let's get get a a, a, a mid season or a late season weather vane. Okay, but SummerSlam, we're kind of ignoring SummerSlam. That's an important one. Yeah, that is to me almost as big as WrestleMania, and in fact, maybe more important than Royal Rumble, because SummerSlam. It's like, fine, if you didn't get the story results that you wanted at WrestleMania, there was SummerSlam. That True. major match where Brian Danielson won was SummerSlam. Are we then saying that somehow if Bailey was to lose that match from April to August, they're going to prolong that until another match happens then? You give like her a chance to rebuild a faction of her own again with veteran seasoned wrestlers. Pick whomever's there. Pick Naomi and go, you know what? You were part of a great women's tag team. Let's take these belts from them. I can trust you. You've worked with, with other wrestlers and performers I can trust. Okay, let's add, uh, let's add Bianca Belair to that. And now we have a veteran super team. And we will crush the living shit out of everybody. Then you take Jade Cargill, you put her on Raw. And let that play itself out. And now you have a monster team. Chelsea Green is done. Chelsea Green is going to disappear and fade away. Same thing with Piper Niven. There's nothing for them to do. They're going to fade away over in Raw. They'll just be cannon fodder. Uh, you've got the same problem going on with Shayna Baszler. As great as she is, for some reason, she doesn't gel. She'll fade off. But on SmackDown... You could make a, a power team of these three women. And again, let's be real, okay? No one out of damage control could beat the crap out of Bianca Belair. None of them have the ability other than Asuka to beat up Bailey or Bianca Belair. Can't happen. There's EO Sky was coasted through. She coasted through. She was good, but she's not as good as Asuka's best. She's not as good as Bianca Belair's best or Charlotte Flair's best. She's beating them at her best and at their worst. Uh, can we agree on that? Uh, yeah. So if that's being said, and you've got three women over 5'8", muscular, athletic, over... Because yes, it's a work over. Because now Bailey's super over. She's a super baby face. Bianca Belair's not going heel anytime soon. And and then who was the third I mentioned? Um and Naomi. Three baby faces. Hello. Against three so weaker, say, smaller heels. So she and, loses that mania, and you think she should team up with the others, and they're gonna somehow prolong that storyline one of two things will happen the prolong build, all the way to SummerSlam, where somehow bailey would get a match with eo again and then win how many pay-per-views are there between and this is me asking so i can kind of solidify this in my mind between wrestlemania and SummerSlam. how many pay-per-views you, you, you pretty much got a name once a month 
So after April, you got uh, three or three or four. Yeah, you got uh, May, June, July. So you at least have uh, three. I think I know Money in the Bank is one of them. But uh, we got we know there's Money in the Bank and Backlash. That's two. Yeah, that's right. Backlash is after. Money Backlash is after. That's a permanent one now. I wish they would bring back Vengeance. But and then they're doing a lot of these other ones in different countries as well. So they got to figure out how to pile that's going to Saudi Arabia, Royal Crown Royal, Crown Jewels, whatever. That's three. Money in the if, Bank is in uh, Canada. If you do crown if you do the saudi arabia one backlash and uh and um did i forget one uh saudi arabia you got three so can you stretch it out that long you could have her uh do that immediate challenge where she goes and challenges again and goes you screwed me over in a fair fight i could beat you any day you know this loses her her challenge and then does her Cody Rhodes. She has her, her she has her story. She builds up her squad. And then she builds her way back up. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that. I uh, again I'm I'm excited for the match, but uh, yeah, I kind of see the writing on the wall with that, especially after seeing Dakota come. Oh, that was that was that was good storytelling. And that yeah, was absolutely and the acting was perfectly timed when right. she turned around and she went, Oh, I got the chair. Because that was the Seth Rollins pose. She had she was doing the Seth Rollins a la shield, and she went, Oh, I'm gonna help you. Right. Could have hit her, still could have hit her. Could have been rushing that story. I I this is what I'll say. And behind the scenes, we we chat with each other all week. Yep. And I'm the you know, the the newest guy. It's been what three months since you've had me. I'm I'm grateful yeah. every time I get to come on. I appreciate being sure. with you guys. Absolutely. But I'm arguing with these guys behind the scenes. I post. I'm either posting something stupid <laughs> or I'm I, I'm pissing. I'm, you know, I'm making our last guy balder than he already is. <laughs> and uh, I said, this is the way that story needed to go. The Rock needed. They needed to course correct whether it was a grand work. I don't think it was based on what we saw on SmackDown where they're trying to slowly figure out how to make this make sense. This is a game of Twister. And it's a game of Twister, and we added the color orange. That's what this is. This is a game of Twister. We added another color. We know what the rules of the game are, but we're adding more elements to it. The rock didn't need to be there at all. Okay. We added another color to this. If he did not show up, because where do you fit him in this time around? With L.A. Knight with with uh with um Randy Orton with all of the people the faces that you have who are in the heart of their careers or even at the on the it's other side of that it's just a prolonged there's just another added chapter to the storyline sure and I'm, and I'm okay with it I'm 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 perfectly when fine. do you bring back the Usos together yeah you got to eventually because yeah, I mean, why is that a question as of right now? Because here's the thing. If you want to do this, I, you know, I would love to zoom into that picture and find out if Nia Jax was on the rocks, big family tree. Right. And I would like to know if, if he had uh Tamina on there. And right. the reason why I will keep bringing this up like a broken record is if you have active people who are either not that old, not much ring rust on them or on the roster and they're part of your family and you're not acknowledging that 
when you could have them all walk out as one cohesive unit and really put the thumb screws to Cody. I want them to ratchet this up. I would love, I would pay good money to see Nia Jax run in on Cody. I would pay good money for it. I would pay good money to have her have a China moment where you can run up on a male performer and interrupt his match. Where you Nia get this. Nia Jax was on the list. She was. Good. Where yeah. the hell is she? She can't speak for shit right now. All she is good at right she now, and she can, is running in on people and screwing things up. Yeah, good. Fine. Bring the, I would love to see them. I would love to see Cody have to walk down that ramp with every family member in that Fatu lineup and an, an OIE lineup and have to have and have to watch him walk through by himself. No Dustin, no freaking Brandy Rhodes, just by himself. And I would love to see him walk down the ramp with the image of his father behind him. How powerful and gut-wrenching would that be? That would be the ultimate tearjerker to see him go down the ramp and instead of, you know, his family crest that he designed, have a picture of his father. And he walks down the ramp with all of the Roman Reigns and the Rock family on either side of him down the ramp to really put the pressure on him, almost like a lumber man, a lumberjack match. How fucked up would that be that he would almost have like a lumberjack style match where everywhere he turns, he sees a freaking member of Roman Reigns and the Rock's family. And he has to fight through all of that to win. Then you've got him. If he wins that match, he goes in the records because he's not going to get 13 wins like John Cena. He's too old for that. He's not going to get 12 or 13 or even 10 belt runs. He's not going to get that. We both know that. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. He only deserves one good one at the very least, just to say he got there. And WWE eventually does owe it to their fan base, to their universe, to give us what we're paying for. I'm paying for Peacock. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh, well, you know, it's only 13. I don't give a shit. I'm paying for it, which means I am. Pay- you're paying for tickets to wait online to get on a plane, wait online to get off the plane. Wait online to get into a hotel room, to get out of the hotel room, to go wait at in Philadelphia, to wait online to get a beer, to wait online to take a piss, to see this guy lose? No, you've done that once already. Fuck you if you do it twice. And, and Tommy Dreamer said this. If he loses, that's it. No one's going to want to see a third redemption arc and another journey to the top. I don't give a damn how many times he wins the Royal Rumble. I won't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. I agree, and that's why he most likely will win, which means, and, and this is summing up, which means the other storyline where people were going, well, uh, Roman has to keep the title because he's got to break uh, Hogan's record. That automatically makes that a lie because Hogan's record will, uh, Hogan will still have his record when Roman loses it, at Mania. So that throws that whole thing out of the window. And remember, the guy who I came know. up with this perfect analysis was a bald guy with glasses. <laughs> Bald guy with glasses. The best analysis of this that you ever had. No fucking guy living in Florida who's just outside the Jacksonville Training Center jacking off. No, 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 no. Fuck Travis, okay? He's a jaded <laughs> prick half the damn time, okay? Well, oh WWE, uh, yeah, I, I get it. AEW sucks right now. Okay, we get it. Right, right. Fuck that shit. And I'm running my mouth because I can't. 
Because yeah, well, ain't nobody here but me and you. Yeah, well, we got a couple. Shout out to Jim. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, man. Um, that's going to be it, man. We're going to go ahead and just uh, and end it at this moment. I know you've been doing a lot of uh, work in town, man. You got any other work coming up? Yes. I, I just came back from San Diego. Okay. Uh, next Sunday, I will be uh, performing at um, uh, 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 Carla Martins in Henderson. Okay. Off of uh, Sunset. I will try to, because I was the opening act. So when I was the opening act and my show ended at like 10 to 8, I was like, ooh. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, this time around, now that I know what the format is and what it's going to look like, I'm going to just dip and make my way right back here as soon as I can get here. But I'll be at Carlin Martin's. On Tuesday, more pointedly, I will be at uh, the 18 bin. Okay. I'm um, performing there. Uh, I will be either opening or doing a mid uh, for Amir the Miracle at Drunken Jokes. You okay. can also find me performing here and there at uh, Wise Guys. It's an open mic. That's where I get to work on my material. Okay. And also at Artifice following the 18 BIM. On the 21st, I will be at a Republican convention and a rally here in Las Vegas oh. for uh, Michael Boris, who's running for Congress. I don't know. Okay, never thought that would come out of my mouth. <laughs> and uh, they're like, you're the Trump guy. I need you, man. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Nice. All right, he needs Donald Trump. And then on the 25th, it will be on, I think it's Sunday again, a Vegas award show. Wow. And I'll be there at some capacity. And last night, I did the uh, Super Bowl shot collar show at Notoriety, and I opened uh, at Notoriety for shot collar. As right. Donald Trump, it was good, and I talked about my relationship, my tremendous relationship, with my main man, the winning quarterback, Patrick Myhomes. <laughs> Patrick Myhomes. My homes. Oh, man. Well, that, that's my homes. <laughs> well, you're definitely doing a lot of work, man. So shout out to you. I'm doing a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to. I'm, I'm going to catch you at some point. I'm just going to shock you. You're not going to know I'm there. I'm going to wait till you get off stage and be in the bar getting a drink. And I'm just going to pop up like, hey, man, I made it. See? So just Great. You know, be, be, be ready for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, you'll get to see uh, Donald Trump's black family. <laughs> uh, my my family is going to be coming from Harlem. I'm half black, half oh, white. Okay. I am the chalkiest black guy God ever made. Oh my lord! And uh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that should be exciting for the fam and all. Yes. And, so yeah, yeah. Gonna, you're gonna get to uh, see the uh, rest of the crew, the rest gotcha. of the uh, fam, my all tribe. Right. I, I'm not the tribal chief, however. <laughs> I'm like the. I'm like, right now, I'm like the Jimmy Uso. Right. I understand. No oops. No, no yeet. Thank you for hanging out. We'll do this again next week. We'll do it all over again. Until then, take care and uh, see ya. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.